Let me tell you why you are here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as, a pub, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you on, there on a hilltop on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. Amen. Good morning and welcome back to our continued look through Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. We've just completed the Beatitudes, the opening part of this sermon, which is somewhat of a summary of a life in Christ. And now we're looking at verses 13 through 16, salt and light. I read those verses from the message, and while the message is not a, a translation or a Bible reference that I would count on for all of my Bible study, it is a good source sometimes to see the wording in plain English language today that God used so long ago and is speaking fresh and new this morning. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, help me, help each of us to be salt and light in this world in which we are living. You did not save us for our own sake, but for your glory. And we want to be all that you want us to be in this world. And we make and offer our prayers in Christ's name. Amen. I want to read those verses again now from the English Standard Version, starting with verse 13 of Matthew chapter 5. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Amen. God bless this reading and perceiving of his holy, powerful, living word. Amen. I can think of several ways we should be like salt in the world in which we live. We should, by our lives, make people thirsty for what God has to offer. We should be so filled with joy, the joy of the Lord being our strength, that when we encounter the normal experiences of life, Rather than responding the, right, the way the world does, we would respond in a Christ-centered way. When, 
in the middle of trials and tribulations, we can yet give thanks and we not become flustered because we know that God is sovereign. We know that he's in control and we know that even though we don't like what's going on, we can yet trust the Lord. We can yet rest in him and know that he is the answer to all of our questions. And so when we're so Christ-centered in our lives, not being so holy that we're not any earthly good, but that we're Christ-centered, that is, that we're loving, we're filled with the peace of God and the joy of God, and without us having to wave a flag just by living our daily lives, other people see that and they think, that makes me thirsty for whatever it is that they have. How are they living their life that way? How are they responding with such calmness in the midst of such a great challenge? So we want to create a thirst for God, for more of God. And another way that we might be salty is that we would be a preservative. Salt was used as a preservative, like to preserve meat and other things. And we might be a preservative in the sense that our lives would be an encouragement away from evil and toward good, that we would preserve or protect people from evil uh, not by our power, but by the power of God in us, the presence of Christ in us. For we know that when we're born again, we must say, as Paul said in his letter to the church at Galatia, which we find in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20, For I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. So it's Christ in us who is being a salty, a seasoning influence in the world around us, in our family and people that we meet at the grocery store and in the doctor's office and at a ball game, wherever we go at work. So we, we need to be those things. And if we're not, he said, what good are we? What, what good? Our whole purpose is to be in a relationship with God and love him and glorify him. That is bring attention to him and honor him by our lives. And if we're not doing that, we, what good are we except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet? The example there was salt that it lost its saltiness could no longer be used as a preservative or a seasoning, and they just threw it out the back door, so to speak. We don't want to be wasted. God didn't send his son to die for me and to die for you that we might just throw our lives away. I've done enough of that. I've made my mind up by God's grace not to do that anymore to the very best of my ability to be as salty as I can as I go about my daily life. And then he also says, starting in verse 14, you're to be the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. I don't know if you've ever been somewhere where you were, you were lost or you weren't sure where you were going and you couldn't see anything and it was dark and all of a sudden there was a light. Whether you were in a boat and you were looking for a light to point you back to the safe way 
or if you were looking for, uh, if you were in the woods or, or out in the wilderness somewhere and you were looking for some sign of civilization and all of a sudden you see a light or maybe you're on a camping trip with friends and you get separated and they come look for you and when you see that flashlight, you jump for joy because you know that that is a light that's going to lead you back to safety. Well, there is no light that's like the light of Christ. The light of Christ shines into the world, and it does amazing things. So we need to be like that light. Our lives need to be so hidden in Christ, so filled with him, and so empty of ourselves that our light shines. It cannot be hidden. It doesn't matter what we're doing. We can be, we can be working in our yard and encounter people, and they would know the light of Christ shining through us, not because of who we are, but because of whose we are and what Christ has done and is doing in us. So this this whole notion of my faith is private and, and that's just something between me and God, that has nothing to do with a Christian walk. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. Don't let your light be hidden. Don't put it under a bushel basket. Let your light shine. This is not to shine attention on ourselves. Lord knows I've been guilty of that and I confess it right now and I ask him to forgive me of it. But our light is to shine and point to Jesus Christ. And so may, may our light so shine. May it so shine before others that they will see what God is doing in us and through us, and they will recognize that God is who he says he is, and he does what he says he will do. In other words, God is just who he says. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is, Jesus is the light of the world, and the light has shined into the darkness and now we pray for the darkness to understand it because light overcomes darkness. Light dispels darkness. So Lord, help me, help each of us who are in Christ to be salt and light in the world in which we live, creating a thirst and a hunger for more of God, uh, creating a, a way of preserving us from falling into the ways of this world, and that the light shining through us and in us would point other people to Christ. And may our lives be so ordered that this would be the, the focus of our lives, that we would be a light to others. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, help us to die to ourselves, to live to you, that the light of Christ shining in us would reflect you to others and the salt and the saltiness the seasoning in us would call others to you not to ourselves not to a set of beliefs but to a living and loving God who has a plan for their lives and Lord for those who may hear this who've never been born again I pray that that you would draw them and that they would by grace alone, that is a gift from you, by faith alone, trust and belief, and even that from you, put their trust and their hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. You have said if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, 
we will be saved because it is with the heart that we believe and are justified or made right before God by believing in the finished work of Jesus. And it is our mouth, with our mouths that we confess, that we declare our belief, and so we are saved. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.